This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Morning, Bliss lovers. Welcome to the Find Your Bliss radio show here on Plains FM. I'm delighted to be in the studio with Jill Jennett. Welcome, Jill. Oh, hello. Thanks oh. for having me. Oh, it's so good to have you here. Everybody, Jill, I've got I've got an amazing story to tell you about Jill. Jill is the founder of Red Tent Aotearoa and Red Tent Australia. So she's a very vibrant and highly skilled facilitator. I'm delighted to have you in the studio here today, Jill. She's a change maker, visionary with over 20 years of experience running women's circles. Hallelujah to that. Strong passion for connecting women to make their dreams come true and I'm so with you on that one. There's nothing more inspiring, right, than seeing a woman actually step into her full potential. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So Jill's actually trained over 100 women for or from all walks of life and all age groups to run their own businesses using graceful leadership, a training she wrote in 2015. And many of these women have gone on to lead Red Tents under the banner of Red Tent Australia. Now, if you don't know what Red Tent is at the moment, folks, you will find out very shortly. <laughs> but it's a non-profit community enterprise movement that Jill began in 2013 and she has actually opened and run essentially overviewed 60 red tents to date. She's got a numerology life path number of the spiritual messenger and has taken on the role of gathering the tribe to make the necessary change needed at this time in our evolution. Even reading that makes me feel so much more relaxed. Makes you know? me feel tired. <laughs> Big mission, right? Big mission out there in the world. So she has qualifications in business and project management, counselling, compassionate communication, meditation, mediation, red tent facilitation and yogi teaching. Uh, and her goal is to educate awaken and enlighten women to their power, strength and natural gifts. So in her mission to support women in opening and running red tents in every neighbourhood all over Australia and now having come home to New Zealand, Jill says the red tent movement is a worldwide one and needed now more than ever as women awaken into their purpose and power. It feels She feels it's essential for the growth of our civilization that women have a circle of support around them to grow and strengthen them for our culture and to nurture the future. And, oh, again, just reading that and dropping into that feeling of being connected and being held and being safe which is so important for Mm. women to flourish Mm. so in our society today there's no formal acknowledgement or recognition of a feminine divinity yes it is still thought to be underground alternative uh, movement or somewhat threatening to the mainstream you know we're talking about that before about talking about menstruation in the boardroom right how to clear a room (laughs) Jill wants to break down the falsehoods and illusions that are too often found in our culture to bring systemic healing into the life she says the way of doing this by training women in non-violent communication can't wait to talk to you about that more and compassionate communication so they'll be able to experience the ripple effect on their families and humanity at large so Red Street Australia has been built on the model of sacred commerce with a number of others you help succeed messages your success yeah it's all about the impact mm-hmm. that you're making mm-hmm. we're asking for help and being open to receiving our, our imperative we're shaming and blaming are not acceptable forms of communication and we're providing a holistic approach for women to become as the main focus 
So welcome home, Jill, because you came back to Christchurch earlier this year, was it? Yeah, at the beginning of January, um, <coughs> as a lot of people are coming home now. Yes. And um, it was so exciting at the beginning and uh, <laughs> had this amazing job, great big huge vision. Yeah. And Red Tent really wasn't on the cards wow. for Aotearoa. Yeah, yeah, it was sort of something that maybe I would do. Um, and had this great job and then COVID. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, lost my job and really started to miss my circle of women. Mm-hmm. I think I had probably taken it for granted a little bit because yes. it had been in my life for so long. And when you've got that constant, um, not just support, but inspiration, yeah. you know, when one woman is doing the thing Mm -hmm. it just gives all the other women permission to do the thing too yes and I still obviously could zoom with them and FaceTime and everything Mm -hmm. but it was just sitting in person and just actually talking at length because when you're on zoom or whatever you, you just go over the highlights Yes, that's right. Yeah. The A roll, not the B roll. That's exactly <laughs> true. Because when you've got time, that's when you can take off the mask and go, okay, really, let's talk about what is really going on here. Yes. So for people who are listening and they have got no idea, tell mm. us what Red Tent is and its origins. Yeah. You know, even some of the historical history is quite fascinating about what it actually is. Yeah, so it really stemmed from a book that was written in about 1997, 98, called The Red Tent by mm-hmm. Anita Diamond. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a story that it was sort of like what would life be like if we had this place to go to as women mm-hmm. and it was set in, in, in biblical times so um, it's sort of centred around a woman called Dina and she um, was raised by many mothers and it was of course communal living and uh, once a month the women all went into the red tent mm-hmm. which was animal skins um, and you know and you could substitute that for a cave uh, and they, they bled together and the mm-hmm. younger women would um, you know help by making the food and the women who were no longer bleeding would share stories share everything and mm-hmm. everybody learnt um, and at that time and because uh, you know there was no birth control mm-hmm. fluorescent lights or yes. microwaved food um, they would have been bleeding at the same time yes so on the, the new moon, the moon. Yep. <laughs> and so this is the time that they went in um, and they relaxed and yeah. they took care of themselves and they learnt all of the things that would make them better um, mm-hmm. you know, survival yeah. and, and better mums and how to birth babies and how to blend spices and how to preserve food and mm-hmm. um, all of the stuff. Sharing um, the wisdom. And right. the wisdom and the spiritual knowledge. And so the story, I remember reading it when it first came out and it just stuck with me. It was one of those ones that, you know, picked it up on a Friday and didn't put it down until the Sunday night and just read the whole thing in one sitting. Um, And so it was always in my mind and I knew about the Red Tent movement but hadn't really touched it because I lived in America for Mm -hmm. um, all that time in my 20s and 30s. And then I moved to Australia and I didn't know anyone. Mm -hmm. And I knew I had had three babies in America and it was Mm -hmm. a very sort of lonely place for me to be with no family. And the wheels kind of fell off the bus. <laughs> um, three babies in four years, and Oof. yeah, and not a family, no mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. So when I got to Australia, and um, I knew I was going to have another baby, and I knew that that has had a possibility of happening again, and I just couldn't, I couldn't let it with this new family. I needed to get off my couch mm-hmm. and go and create what I needed. Um, and I say that um, in order to feel belonging, I had to become what I longed for, mm. which was connection. And mm-hmm. I didn't want, um, I didn't want drama. I didn't want superficial twaddle. I wanted. 
<laughs> to find twaddle. No, you don't have to. Um, it's fine. It's hilarious. <laughs> I what wanted saying, real yeah. depth. Depth. I wanted so you know. I wanted to be able to say the things that were on my heart, mm-hmm. and not have the oh well mm-hmm. that must be you know mm-hmm. no judgment around it. And so um, my, my daughter's uh, my daughter was at school with a little girl, and um, her mum, the little girl's mum, said, "Do you want to come to this red tent?" And mm-hmm. I said, oh, "Yes, <laughs> yes." And something was sparked, and it was an event by a woman called Jane Hardwick Collings. Mm-hmm who has got a huge body of amazing work and um, they were doing a promotion of a, uh, a documentary called Stories from the Red Tent, Things We Don't Talk About, mm-hmm. which was a, um, a, a, a documentary made by an American filmmaker. And so we went along to this red tent and we spent the whole afternoon just having great conversations and doing some craft and eating some food and drinking lots of cups of tea and then we watched the documentary. And I was heavily pregnant and I thought, I need this in my life. Come on, somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start this. <laughs> you mean yourself. <laughs> Turns out it was me. Um, and so I did just literally that same week, coincidentally, um, Tanishka, who is the moon woman on Facebook, she put up a red tent facilitation training course online. So I did that wow. and started planning the opening <clears throat> um, for red tent. And it was Bayside Red Tent. I was in Brisbane. And... Um, so that was, well, so I was pregnant and he was two weeks old. My little boy was two weeks old wow. at the first circle. Yeah, you talked about how you had him against your chest and people <laughs> didn't even realise he was yeah. there. Hey, people come up, um, you know, seven years later and I was talking about having Rowan at the first circle and they said, did you really? I don't remember a baby. And I, he was asleep the whole time, mm-hmm. just sort of um, in a sling. And I think, you know, what was I thinking, having a two-week-old mm. baby running the circle? And I really, I remember sitting there at my first circle looking around and there was 25, 27 women. And I'm thinking, I have no idea what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. They're expecting me to say some words right now. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I just sort of sort of opened myself up and said, let's let this be, um, please say the words that need to be heard. Yeah. I um, There's so many questions I want to ask you because, you know, like the question that actually comes up, even though it's kind of jumping around a little bit, so you have to bear with us today, folks. Um, what have you learned about holding space? You know, like facilitation, like as a, you know, and that's why it's so lovely to connect with somebody like you who knows what it's like to facilitate people yeah. who are, we were just talking about this before, right? People who are in grief or they have wounding or, and they're projecting wounding. Yeah. Right. And, and holding space for people to heal. Because well, I imagine your first experience of that compared to where you're at now is completely different. Absolutely different. Well, the, f- the thing that I've learned is don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. There is nothing that anybody can say or has been through that you can't hold space for them. Yeah. I've heard stories from, you know, people who have been in war zones, people who have had, you know, multiple gang rapes, mm-hmm. people who have lost everything. You know, the houses have burnt down and they've lost everything. There's nobody that has been through anything that you can't be there for them Mm. please don't run away Mm. please don't run away from from grief or loss or Mm. tragedy or anything that's 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 you know happened in people's lives we we need to be there for people yeah um and we don't need to say any magic words and fix them (laughs) yes right because there's that compulsion isn't it which is quite it's quite a masculine thing to do Mm. right like let Mm. me solve that problem for you the worst phrase i think in the human language is what you need to do is Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Because it never Let, goes well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, too, 
I think this is what we fundamentally know as humans, that we are the ones who heal ourselves. So people can offer you guidance and support, but really a holding space is helping people Mm. to learn how to heal themselves. Mm. Mm. And also, I think when you're holding space, not sitting directly across from someone is Mm -hmm. is helpful unless you are in a circle because quite often you'll find that the person who is sitting across from you is sharing your story Mm -hmm. and you'll think hang on a minute I've never met this person before but how do they know how Mm -hmm. I've been feeling or what I've been going through yeah there's Um, some some amazing synchronicities that happen in circle like when people sit down next to each other right and they just Mm. have amazing Mm. connection Mm. yeah yeah I think at the beginning um, I was putting a lot of pressure on myself Mm -hmm. to say those words that would fix people and to be the person that could be the helper yeah and it just it really was exhausting yeah um so boundaries are so so important um and also um asking people um or, or saying what you want so sometimes people will feel like oh what's expected of me i'm have to share my life story here right yeah um, no. that's that's not required at all. Yeah. Sometimes just being in the space is enough and we're not changing anything or fixing anything or healing yes. anything. What we're doing, it's almost like the steam in a kettle. We're allowing it to, you know, to evaporate or dissipate or whatever happens when, when we share our story. I, um, I've just seen it thousands of times. Mm-hmm. Mm, and exactly. It, People come to rest, don't they, really? Yeah, it's yeah. not the exception. It's the rule that there's something that is magical that happens when women sit in circle together. Yeah. And they can really share what's going on for them. Mm. Um, and we can have, you know, the worst day and, and come in and share about it. And then when we leave, we're driving home and we're like, man, I was so upset on the way mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And have the best night's sleep because you've managed to get into that um, rest, um, mm-hmm. that relaxed state. Oh. Which is similar to meditation as yes, well. Yes, yeah. yeah. And and kind of like being a living meditation. So tell me for people, again, who don't know, what happens at a red tent? Like yeah. if somebody comes along to an event, because now you're starting to run them in New Zealand, which is amazing. And, yeah. you know, there's so much we could talk about too, about how you even got to 60 red tents <laughs> all across Australia and, and the the work that was involved and, and also the assimilations in your own energy and awareness and yeah. stepping into business, etc. But what can somebody expect if they come to a red tent? Like if they're interested about it, if they want to know more, like what would be something that you would tell them and share with them? Well, um, I think we follow a fairly um, loose format. So I say mm-hmm. if you've been to one red tent, you've been to one red tent. But mm-hmm. at the same time, and there are many, many red tents. Mm-hmm. So the way that I'm running Red Tent Aotearoa and the way that Red Tent Australia was run, um, I've feel safe in ritual and mm-hmm. ceremony mm-hmm. and those words um, have a lot of different meanings to different people but for me it's it's sort of almost following a bit of a plan mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we create a space I believe that everything has a beginning a middle and an end um, you know like parentheses if you're mm-hmm. reading a sentence and it doesn't have the end uh, bracket then you think hang on a minute that's not right yeah so I love to start um, with a bit of we stand outside and we mm-hmm. just we take our shoes off Um, And I just set an intention. Mm -hmm. And the reason I do that is because our time is so precious Mm -hmm. and I don't want it frittered away. Yes. And so I ask the women who are present to set their own intention and it may be something really simple like, I'm not going to run away or I'm not going to disassociate or Mm -hmm. I'm I'm, I'm going to be present. Yes. Um, And I I sort of ask people to think about why they came 
and uh, we might do a bit of an anointing with some rose oil mm -hmm. um, and we do that on the third eye. Uh, everything in the red tent setting is an invitation. There's mm -hmm. no obligation. If people are, uh, think, oh, this is weird or I don't know what these people are doing, mm -hmm. then that's absolutely fine. Um, we might do a smoke clearing. We mm -hmm. have volunteers usually will bring herbs that they've grown in their garden. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have a theme. So um, the first red tent that we opened, which was last month, um, we call it uh, Find Your Wolf Pack or Find Your Tribe. And mm -hmm. it is an opportunity for the women <coughs> to share what they want. Because I really do believe, and I know that you believe this as well, that everybody has that special magic mm -hmm. or unique talent or gift. And even if they can't see it, that's you know why we help them yes. to find what it is that they really love. And that eventually, even if it's not for the first two, three, five years, there might be a time that they can step in and say, okay, today I'm going to teach yes. macrame, <coughs> uh, mosaics, uh, walking meditation, whatever, singing. Yeah. Um, so the theme sort of, um, after we do a bit of a meditation, we have lots of cups of tea, uh, we introduce a woman who is from within the circle to share her gift. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, this month in December, we have a lady called Heidi Jones coming in and she's going to be sharing the power of positive touch. So mm -hmm. she's a massage therapist. Mm -hmm. um, because... We've, 2020 has been very lacking in touch. Yes, absolutely. We've had to, you know, learn how to deal with life without it, right? Yeah, yeah and, and we crave it as humans, right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. And so we're doing hand and foot <coughs> massages mm -hmm. and we're going to be soaking our feet in some magnesium um, oh, baths, yeah. Yeah, yeah. which is just good all round. <coughs> lots of cups of tea, lots of conversation, and then we have a, a sharing circle, mm -hmm. which again uh, is an invitation. And yeah. so uh, we usually pose a bit of a question or a theme for the sharing circle. This month we are saying, how have your views changed in 2020? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sure, sure. What so are it's you, a bit of a yes, recap. Yes. Um, thinking back to this time last year, um, what were you thinking and doing? <laughs> <laughs> and hasn't that changed dramatically, yeah. right? So it's quite open. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But it also has structure though, right? Because mm. um, mm. obviously having attended the first one, which was absolutely magical, and I've, you know, I've gone to a lot of events and um, I must admit you are absolutely on point in terms of there being a certain type of magic. I'm not sure I've ever been to an event before where I felt probably so relaxed and so safe mm. and so um, rested. Because often, you know, I think we we feel like when we go to something, we need to kind of perform or we need to contribute. And rather pay attention than, and take notes. Yeah, yeah, rather than actually receiving, which of course is the divine feminine. Mm -hmm. So let's unpack this a little bit more because mm. this is super juicy stuff, mm -hmm. right? And regards to, you know, your experiences of activating divine feminine energy within you and how important this is for women and how we can often be, you know, the first thing that comes up for me, of course, is kind of like witch wound energy from mm. days mm. gone by, from the ancients, yeah. from having to deal with the patriarchy yeah. and how women have been disconnected from themselves, their own power and, of course, their own sexuality. Because that's way too powerful, so we need to take it generations of people who have not even been in their body. Yes, yes, right, <laughs> yes. And not touched themselves and not knowing their own anatomy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And how... And they've let doctors be the authority on them. Yes. Sometimes doctors they haven't even met before. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or sometimes doctors who don't have a vagina, right? Yeah, right. So... Um, yeah, discovering what it is to kind of reclaim that. Because mm. one of the books I think you had there was um, 
womb awakening. Yeah, yeah, yeah fabulous book. So, so now this is all still for some people. It's not hasn't reached mainstream yet, mm-hmm. but it's so much further along the path mm-hmm. than when I sort of started this. And yes. you know, I started running women's circles in America, and it was based around you know it was basically a play group. And, you know, all the women would compare how far along their kids are. You know, oh, oh yours wow. isn't rolling over yet. Oh, yours isn't on solid foods yet. Oh. <laughs> and I just always felt like I was swimming upstream because I had been around kids a lot and uh-huh. I wasn't a nervous mother. Um, and, you know, I breastfed for a long time mm-hmm. and I used cloth diapers, nappies, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I grew my own vegetables. So I was weird. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, that's funny. Yeah, and so having having experience with ha- the dynamics of women um, and just feeling uh, like a freak mm-hmm. for that time mm-hmm. and then coming to Australia <coughs> and not feeling quite so freaky because I was around women who were very much like me, mm-hmm. but still some of the things that I had learnt, and, you know, I, I, I really love to read, and so I'd read so many books about womb wisdom mm. um, and, you know, all about the the menstrual magic that we mm. we have access to, um, and some people. I, I remember one of the talks. So I give a talk. I'm a menstrual educator, and I mm-hmm. give a talk called "Go with the Flow." Yeah, um, <laughs> and it's about harnessing the power of your cycle. Yeah, and I tell you <coughs> what, it, people think this human existence. Um, we don't have a map, or we don't have mm-hmm. a. How do you mm-hmm. you know be an adult? There is a map. There is there is a way to learn how to win at life, and mm-hmm. it is by studying your cycle, mm-hmm. and it's all there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just are so um, oblivious sometimes. There's, there are a lot of people doing work around this, and it's so great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think even just the seven eight years ago that I started Red Tent Australia, Red Tent uh, Bayside Red Tent, people have come a long way. Women yeah, are women are learning so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but or even like with the moon, yes, <clears throat> and so understanding it feels easier now. Yeah. Like I don't have to explain things um, or have people go, "Oh my God, oh, that's mm-hmm. disgusting." Mm-hmm. Or I remember I gave a talk once um, in the Blue Mountains um, in New South Wales, and there was a woman. She said, "I've been a midwife for fifteen years, and mm-hmm. I have n- I had no idea about these things." Wow. She said, "You are blowing my mind right now." Wow. Yeah. Wow. And just alternative menstrual products, you know, not yeah. the, the tampons and pads yeah. that we have been Rain raised with. And stuff. Yeah, 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 and and um, different practices and mm-hmm. ways that we can honor ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and give back to the earth. These things now are becoming a little bit more socially acceptable. So, thank mm-hmm. you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it doesn't feel as hard anymore. Yeah. I think also too because it's so prevalent. You know, we were just talking about that this morning too about health and about how we can push ourselves as mm-hmm. women. We end up with adrenal fatigue and we end up feeling depleted and yeah. we end up, you know, overgiving. Anemic. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've just yeah. discovered that, folks, right? That for myself personally, I'm actually anemic. Yeah. So, you know, there's an imbalance there. Yeah. And, you know, it's a, it feels like depletion. So what do you do when you feel depleted? You have to learn to fill and your own cup. I think that, you know, the, the worst insult growing up for me, the worst insult that somebody could say was you're lazy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and to be so um, a good woman meant that you were <clears throat> selfless. <clears throat> mm-hmm. yes. If you were selfish, then that was bad. Yeah. Uh, so we have this guilt, this stigma. Overfunction, overfunction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make sure that everybody's okay. And, you know, I've, I've got a family of six kids. Mm-hmm. So it Easy was. Easy to fall into. Oh, 
every day just striving in to-do lists. I do love a to-do list, though. Yeah. But making sure, <laughs> and, you know, I, I remember beating myself up about if I didn't achieve the things on my to-do list. And yeah. that shift, getting back to your question, that shift has been, I think, the best for me to honour myself mm-hmm. and allowing and trusting that even if I do nothing, nothing is left undone. Yes, yes. I, um, you know, follow, following Regina, you know, Mama G. Yeah, yeah, yeah in her yeah, book. Yeah, yeah. Um, Posse, Posse, the reclamation and how mm. she says, you know, you can have a to-do list, but just make sure your orgasm's on the top of it. Absolutely. <laughs> well, and this is the thing, you know, taking back our our power in terms of, um, you know, gosh, the whole lie back and think of England thing. I feel so sorry, not just for the women in those relationships mm-hmm. and generations mm-hmm. of them, but for the men. Mm. Because a woman who is awakened in her sexual energy... Yeah. Well, and first of all, it's not just her that's benefiting. Mm -hmm. The ripple effects of Mm -hmm. that and the Mm -hmm. ripple effects of being partnered with somebody who is really walking in her power. Mm. Everybody around her will then benefit as well. The ripple effects, and and I'm not saying coming to to the red tent will improve your orgasms, but it might. Mm. (laughs) It will help you to relax, which I think is a big part of the process. Yeah, and we talk about everything. Mm-hmm. You know, within, of course, people being feeling safe and there's no disrobing or sexual practice or anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But we do talk about the things, and, and it's, it's ama- this is another type of thing that, that, that's incredibly healing when somebody says something that their heart is pounding mm-hmm. and they feel like they are the only one that mm-hmm. feels this way. And then we do a silly little thing in the red tent which we call sparkle fingers or Mm -hmm. twinkle fingers. And so when somebody is sharing something rather than go, oh my God, me too, Mm -hmm. we just subtly wiggle our fingers and help them out of the corner of their eyes to see there's other people that are feeling this way. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then you just... <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, it not is alone. deeply supportive. Mm. So, again, for people who are listening and they're like, I don't know what divine feminine energy is all about, mm. what would you say to them? Mm. Like, again, how can the red tent help you connect to that? Well, I think this, the patriarchy and, and the energy that we've been living in, uh, it's re- re- actually relatively young. Yeah, it is, right? <laughs> I was thinking about that the yeah. other day watching a documentary about the 1960s going, I can't believe the woman's revolution essentially was just in the 60s. Well, we talk about um, the waves of feminism and Mm -hmm. feminism's got such a bad rap as Mm -hmm. well. Um, But we talk about the first wave of feminism was, and New Zealand was leading the way Mm -hmm. with Kate Shepard Mm -hmm. and Emily Pankhurst, um, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and it was very violent and women Mm -hmm. didn't just lose their, um, you know, their families, They, they lost their lives standing up and mm-hmm. trying to actually just be heard, mm-hmm. just be seen. Um, and so that was the first wave. And then the second wave was in the 60s, mm-hmm. and it was free love, which mm-hmm. women were still giving themselves away. Yeah. They were. Yeah. Um, and then I, I think about the 80s, um, you know, with the big shoulder pads. Yeah. <laughs> I love those earrings. And I, I remember going to <laughs> job interviews and had Velcro shoulder. Did you? Oh have yes, yeah, totally. Three and sizes. A big red power suit. <laughs> yes. Um, and just trying to, and you know, um, there's lots of movies about that, and actually just trying to take over and mm-hmm. push the men aside, and that didn't work either. 
Yeah, we're going into a masculine energy, mm. right? So it's like when you have two masculine energies together, it just becomes a competition. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. then, of course, we become adversaries yeah. as opposed to like working and it d- together. Didn't benefit anyone. Yeah. And then what we call the fourth wave of feminism is sort of has been started. Um, oh, I guess in the last ten years, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's a beautiful, flowing, gentle mm-hmm, movement. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It's kind of quiet, mm-hmm. but it's what we call fierce, gentle. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so there's some really strong women leading this movement, um, and they are just shining lights. Yeah. And um, it's about knowing that you have the power and that you don't actually have to take it from anyone. Yes. And that you um, are enough Mm -hmm. and you're worthy and that, that... being supported by other women mm-hmm. is actually the key to your success, which yes. is, I sound so simple. And um, having lived that way, yeah, it's amazing. But there, whenever there's conflict or competition or... Yeah, tell us about that. Yeah, and I have probably come across, um, you know, it's, it's hard to keep walking in that direction when you do feel um, scared or threatened or um, somebody isn't in that same mindset. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. the nonviolent communication, which when I started to learn this, I just thought, oh, this is the key. Everybody needs to learn this. Mm-hmm. And it is the most um, amazing way to, to communicate. But if you're the only person in the room that's doing it, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. it can feel a wee bit futile. Um, and and it, especially for women who have either been in the corporate sector mm-hmm. or who have been through a lot of trauma mm-hmm. and have um, you know unhealed wounds with their mums mm-hmm. or any strong women in their lives, and they come in to the red tent and they will find fault um, and they will criticise, and it's n- not available to them to own own their stuff, mm-hmm. and so the blaming and the shaming will start to come, um, and they feel like it's um, there's not enough. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. empathy and compassion and support as a as a pizza. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you have a piece, and then everybody else has a piece, ah, oh, right. there's no pizza for me. Right. And that's not how it works at all. Yeah. Um, so holding instead of retaliating, I'm not. I'm not a fighter. I will never get up in your face. Mm. I'm just. That's not the way I react. I'll mm-hmm. never go into a, a social media Facebook war with people. Um, I will hold space and just say, okay. Yeah, be the observer. So also, too, what I want to underline there, too, about feminism, because my, you know, like my approach, of course, is that we're all connected, we're all one, Mm -hmm. and of course, God is beyond gender. Mm -hmm. So God, goddess. So, you know, just underlining the fact that when women do step into their power, it's amazing for male-female relationships Mm. and how that's our ultimate goal is to be in unity. (laughs) So Imagine and I'm that. yeah and also too you know because even these days I mean I don't know I'm grateful that I'm a woman yeah I think for men especially it's been confronting time and again we do need to confront those old patterns of ignorance and the older we are the more unlearning we have mm-hmm. and it pops up you know just just the same you know the the norms and the things that we have been trained by our parents and grandparents. Um, in society at large and catching ourselves when we have this outdated thinking 
and realizing there is another way mm-hmm. um, you know and it's the same with uh, cultural appropriation you know there's been especially in the women's movement there's been so much just f- learning from other cultures and thinking oh yeah I'm going to do that too yes yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and it's not okay yes yeah um, right when I, I lived in America as I said for my 20s and 30s and I um, when I was pregnant with my daughter Grace I, mm-hmm. I was suffering bad morning sickness and so I go to a health food store and there was a lady there um, she was Native American she was Iroquois and mm-hmm. her name was Grace mm-hmm. and so I was looking for something to help me with my morning sickness and she said you won't find it in here and so she would take me outside and she had a farm so mm-hmm. it was her health food store but I mm-hmm. didn't know that she was the owner she was right, this little right. old lady that I made friends with yeah. and so we would go on weed walks Wow. and I would learn all about the plants and the medicine and things like that so she taught me a ton um, sadly she passed away but her teachings are not mine. Mm. I'm not Native American. Mm. So when I first wrote the training for Red Tent Australia, I included quite a few of the things. Mm-hmm. And then I realised, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I, can't, well, I can't ask her permission either. Mm. Um, so I, I re, re, we've rewritten the training mm-hmm. um, and made it more available and more responsible and more mm-hmm. respectable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I encourage women who are using outdated things like that that aren't theirs to do that the same as well mm-hmm. with respect yeah, yeah. You know, and well again it's all about um i see the awareness isn't it you know yeah. and understanding and following people's wishes especially in terms of sharing wisdom yeah yeah because yeah. we're you know like i've felt that conflict before myself because there's not really actually a huge amount of new or original thought <laughs> there's nothing on the planet, new under the right? sun so and also too how we approach source energy is unique mm. to us and our interpretation and our relationship of course mm. but sharing the wisdom because often we've learnt that wisdom from other people and sometimes we forget where we heard it yes but giving yeah. credit where credit's due is always I think um, and and I love to do that mm-hmm. when I share something a process or um, you know a, a belief or anything, and I, and if I can say this is from my teacher Tanishka, mm-hmm. or this mm-hmm. is from Jane Hardwick Collings, or this is mm-hmm. from Brene Brown, mm-hmm. or this mm-hmm. is from um, Byron Katie, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm like honouring them. Yes, absolutely. And it's it's just a little way of giving back that I'm so grateful for all the women that have gone before me and have taught yes. me so much. Um, <clears throat> I'm just the delivery person, you know. Mm-hmm. This is. Um, and yes, we organise things in our own words and stuff, but it's uh, it's all come from somewhere else. And mm-hmm. if we can acknowledge that, that I think is extremely powerful because it actually widens our circle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's loop back because you've you've done a lot of stuff, right? You've done project <laughs> management, you've done counselling, and yeah. you've obviously utilised all these skills. Maybe tell us a little bit about the journey of Red Tent Australia growing mm-hmm. like that because mm. that's pretty extraordinary in terms Thank of you. service as well, right? <laughs> When you're in the middle of it, you know, head down, bum up, you're sort of just doing day-to-day doing. And Mm -hmm. then when I stepped back, and it wasn't until I think I was interviewed for a magazine or something uh, for Women's Day, not Women's Day, International Women's Day, um, not the magazine. Mm -hmm. And I went, oh, my goodness. And the person I remember read out a bio that had been written, put together, and I thought, holy crap, that's me. Mm -hmm. Um, I think... um, at the beginning, I had no idea what I was doing, and so I realised I very quickly had to learn. Yeah. So I started studying. I became a counsellor, mm-hmm. and um, from then, and so I'm a holistic counsellor. Mm-hmm. So we we go to the root 
cause mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so we can work with family structures we can mm-hmm. uh, we walk in both worlds about things that are presenting today and things that may be generational or um, energetic and then I really focused on nonviolent communication because mm-hmm. that just really just having a house full of teenagers really <laughs> seemed mm-hmm. and they learned it so much quick more quick than I did um, we That's did awesome. uh, yeah and we and within the red tent structure because we could bring in experts in the field and do these amazing workshops so then the families could learn it too um, and I remember my kids picking up nonviolent communication and I'd be sort of freaking out you know we'd be late for something or stressing out and Grace would go mum sounds like you're feeling really tired would you like a cup of tea or it sounds like you're feeling really stressed can I help you carry a bag yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly right. It was about being received, isn't yeah, it? Acknowledged being seen. and received, and and, yeah. and it's not about what you need to do is. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So then, just studying so much, and it was probably about a year of having um, this a problem, which I guess is a good problem. But we had waiting lists of women wanting to come to Red Tent, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they were driving an hour, two hours. Mm-hmm. to come to this circle um, and it wasn't rocket science you know mm-hmm. it was just sitting and being seen and heard and, and, and actually nurtured and so the people who were the locals they couldn't come because there was a waiting list and I remember the day my midwife called and said Jill can I come to Red Tent tonight and I said oh, I'm so sorry Deb I've got a waiting list of 12 people Yeah, and we were sitting like shoulder to shoulder so it was like crowd control and then the, ma- the magic sort of got lost a little bit then too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there was a woman that always sat next to me on my left side and um, her name was Karen, is Karen. And she said to me, you need to train people and start doing mm-hmm. this. And I said, me? No, mm-hmm. you do. I don't know anything. She said, well, I can help you set it up as a non-profit um, and we can, you know, open more branches. So I said yes. I had no idea what I was saying yes to, but mm-hmm. I said yes. Mm-hmm. So we wrote the policies, the procedures, the constitution. Mm-hmm. We got it set up as a non-profit. We got a board of executive um, directors. Wow. And we started training. So the first training, um, we had about 12 women come. And God, it was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. Um, four days <clears throat> of total bliss, mm-hmm. of practicing these different um, methods and... Um, really listening to each other and mm-hmm. doing a lot of um, it, I knew straight away how important gathering data was mm-hmm. um, and asking people the effects mm-hmm. um, so it wasn't just me going oh this is really great mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so then we had people applying to come to the training you know a year in advance because uh, we kept everything very low cost mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know we, we tried to apply for grants and funding mm-hmm. which is really hard mm-hmm. and um, the whole thing ran with a, a big team of volunteers mm-hmm. um, and is still going mm-hmm. and so we run run the trainings in uh, Queensland, New South Wales and Victoria of course COVID has put a stop to that for mm-hmm. the time being um, twice a year and they're always very well attended um, interview process is somewhat um, unorthodox mm-hmm. because we chart the cycles of the women, we ask, we do their numerology and mm-hmm. their astrology and we figure out, you know. To be a facilitator mm-hmm. yeah. Because not it, sometimes when people say, I really love this, I want to be a part of it, what they mean is um, can I volunteer to you know, help set it up? Mm-hmm. Being mm-hmm. a facilitator mm-hmm. is a big responsibility mm-hmm. and it's a lot of work mm-hmm. and it's not for everyone and, um, you know, we've trained over 100 women, but we probably only have, at the moment, maybe 50 mm-hmm. um, facilitators. 
and some red tents will go for a while and then they'll go, oh, I've still got some work to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just going to put the pause button on this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because what happens when you sit in circle is all of your insecurities, unhealed wounds mm-hmm. and all of the demons will come rushing to meet you. Mm-hmm. Same as when you start a new relationship or a new job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a container for growth, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and growth only comes from contrast. So what yeah. does it take to embrace it wholeheartedly yeah. and have the courage to do that? And just stay in it. Yeah. Because yeah. it's so easy to run Only away. way out is through, right? Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's a skill set too as a it facilitator is. to kind of go, I can see what you're, what's coming up for you, yeah. but stay with, right? Stay present. And the biggest thing, uh, you know, for the Red Tent facilitators is to ask for help because mm-hmm. it's been, you know, for women, because this is like their own business. When mm-hmm. they start a Red Tent in their town, they're fully responsible. We are there for their, um, you know, social media, logo, website, policies, mm-hmm. procedures, all that sort of stuff, insurance. Mm-hmm. But it's their business and yep. they run it um, and find us guest speakers and help mm-hmm. people to find their way to the red tent. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot in that as well, just just to be able to mm-hmm. find a space to hold mm-hmm. the circle, decorate mm-hmm. it beautifully, make sure that you are um, on time. <laughs> yes, creating all an atmosphere, that. all of that, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Amazing food, it was yeah. incredible. Yeah. <laughs> We're all asking you for your hummus recipe. <laughs> it was incredible. <laughs> But again, you know, that space where it's safe to come. So is that your intention for New Zealand or is it kind of one oh. put in front of each other at the moment? <laughs> it's kind of like, um, <coughs> I've oh, Give me a year. Yeah. yeah I think happens. there's so much um, shifting sands at the moment in yeah. my life, um, yeah. you know, just with where I'm living. Um, and as I said, I lost my job at the beginning of COVID. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, figuring out how it all goes together, yep. uh, that's something that, yeah. Cool. So I keep on hearing Queenstown, so that must be mm. on the cards mm. <laughs> some way, I've somehow. Been, I've been contacted by a lot of women in the North Island. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And as I said, there are lots of other red tents running, so please mm. don't wait for me if you're listening to this. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> there is definitely safety in numbers, you know, yeah. and having that support circle of other women and that's what I encourage the Red Tent facilitators from Australia to do. They just all talk to each other and share Mm -hmm. and support Mm -hmm. and they go to each other's circles and it's like your own personal cheer squad. Yes, which women really need, right? Yeah, and to see whenever we have an opening, all of the other facilitators and we'll go and spend the night at people's house and Mm -hmm. everybody drives to the opening of the Mm -hmm. Red Tent Mm -hmm. um, and just the best times ever. I remember, you know, Noosa, Mulaney up Mm -hmm. in the Sunshine Coast because for us from Brisbane it was quite a drive and we'd all just pile in the cars and drive up to these openings and spend Mm -hmm. the weekend there it was so fun yeah yeah because there's nothing worse than um you know woundedness and sisterhood too right Mm. like because I think you know like doing energy work of course it's all about relationships and for a lot of women they feel deeply wounded in friendships absolutely and And it's very hard to trust again yes and so coming to something like that can be initially really intimidating but so transformative in terms of getting the support that you're looking for and I can guarantee that when you come to Red Tent you will find people who remind you of those people who wounded you Mm mm-hmm It'll be um, just, you know, maybe something that they're wearing or something that they say or a mannerism. And mm-hmm. that, and we talk about, you know, your triggers being your treasures. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, yes, and right. One of these things is not like the other. Remember from Sesame Street? <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> when you run into someone, and it, you know, happens everywhere, not just in the red tent, but when you run into somebody that 
reminds you of someone, mm-hmm. go with that. Yeah. Figure that it. out. Yeah, yeah. Take some time. Yeah. The universe is always gifting to you, although sometimes the wrapping paper we can perceive it as being a bit shitty. Oops. <laughs> excuse me. Clear and transmute. <laughs> But it's true, right? Like, there's actually a gift in here, so yeah. let's open up the yeah. cover and see what the gift is. And, and if take you the can't gift. see it, ask for help. Sometimes yes. just yes. sharing your story, because then other people, they might not be able to say what you need to do, is, but they might be able to say. And I, I love to use. Um, I, I, I use story a lot mm-hmm. when I'm mm-hmm. when I'm sharing mm-hmm. ideas. Um, allegory, I think it's called. You know, mm-hmm. and I kind mm-hmm. of wind and I weave when I'm telling a story and introduce elements that may be from my life but also maybe from you know history or fairy tales or whatever yes because everything has been done before there's nothing new um and to try and imagine what someone else is feeling or to see what their wounds are and compare Mm -hmm. uh, that's not that's not very kind Mm. it's not giving them the space that they need but to say what's happening for me and maybe it is relatable to them um because these wounds that we have, they are deep and mm. they are real mm-hmm. and um, they happen again and again and again mm-hmm. throughout history yeah. since and, time began. And, yeah, and, and you know, there's the personal wounding that you have in your own family experience and then mm. there's the wounding you have kind of a more mm. of an external level and then there's the wounding that we have for women as a society. Absolutely. Yeah, so there's so lots of levels. different levels. Yeah. yeah. And and the family wound, I think, is obviously the, the nearest and the deepest. Mm. Um, and it's the one that is there. Soul tribe, got to yeah. love that. High five. High five all your family members. Absolutely. <laughs> I ran away. So I, I left when I was 18. Mm-hmm. So I grew up here in Christchurch. Mm-hmm. And I left when I was 18 and just ran away. Mm. Couldn't cope. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was only, you know... My dad passed away just recently as well. Mm -hmm. And so after he died, I thought maybe it's time to come home. Mm -hmm. And Red Tent, you know, obviously was such a big part of my life Mm. that it was necessary for it to happen here, even if I didn't want to admit it to begin with. Yeah. But um, the reason is, is because of that that sisterhood, that sisterhood wounding as well. Yes. And to be able to then come back as a completely different healed healing and I hate those words healed and healing Mm. I I replace it with free and Mm -hmm. freedom Mm -hmm. freeing Mm -hmm. Um, no longer having those things hanging over my head yeah I can approach it so differently and I can come back um, and be a good sister Yes. And Good daughter. And also, too, I think one of the biggest things that I see in my work for women especially is um, I just have to carry my own load. Mm. I don't have to carry anything for anyone else, Thank even you. my kids. Yeah. Right? Like, mm. they're connected to infinite wisdom through their own intuition. So I can facilitate them to figure this stuff out for themselves. Absolutely. And I need to do that with my mom, my sisters, my brothers, my cousins, my extended family, my partner, you know, everybody in your life. They, you, People want that too. They want to be autonomous. They want to know that they can figure stuff out. We don't have to fix anyone. No, no. And we don't have to go into other people's lanes. <laughs> and how you might have seen this yeah. all the time, mm. right? Like burden bearing or people pleasing mm. or codependency. Mm. And the it's good just girl. like, yeah. yes. And I right. even used the word good a couple of times just before. And I thought... 
I know, good, right? You're good, aware bad. of it. Yeah. <laughs> good, oh, bad, right, right wrong, wrong, pass, fail. Uh, yes, no. yes. Um, there is no such thing, and that's exactly. And we were just talking about this before um, we came on air um, about not not trying to fix anybody else. Yes. And that's so key with red tent mm-hmm. as well. Um, and it's not therapy. Mm-hmm. Making that really, really clear at the beginning um, that you are not coming here for therapy. Um, you know, I am a counsellor. If they need help, I'm there. Mm-hmm. Not, not in the red tent setting, though. Yeah, that's really powerful, though, because mm. really what it's about is an activation of mm. energy, mm. of knowing that instead of feeling like you have to add something more, you can actually lean back, mm. which is very feminine, right, in terms of receiving. <laughs> it's so simple, yeah. but we don't do it enough. Yeah, exactly. And, and also, too, like we, the rushing woman, time that to-do list, going into that push-push-drive-grind energy, and it's like, what does it take to step back into flow? I did a radio show about that last week, right, about doing... Yeah, that was so great. I did Doing it from it. the feminine, and yeah. how, you like, as a woman, you just get to a point where you're like, I can't do that anymore. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's just, it's, it feels um, abusive, traumatic I think, even. Um, the epidemic of, of burnout yes. and undiagnosed PTSD, mm-hmm. especially here in Christchurch. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, good point. Yeah, there's yeah. so there's no um, you know there's no coincidence that Red Tent Aotearoa is mm-hmm. starting in Christchurch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I remember before I launched it, speaking to many women mm-hmm. and asking, "What do you need?" Because mm-hmm. I don't want to come in here and presume that mm-hmm. I'm the mm-hmm. you know person that's going to come in here and mm-hmm. give you what you need. I I have no idea. I mm-hmm. wasn't here. Mm-hmm. I've been away for 28 years. Mm. Yeah, and, and so it has been. It's been a. Um, it's been an amazing container for spiritual growth, Christchurch. Mm. You know, there's been some pretty intense stuff that's happened, mm. not just the earthquakes, obviously, with the shootings, etc. Mm. So we've, um, yeah, and that's a lot to assimilate in the central nervous system for a physical body. Christchurch <laughs> is the, um, the epicentre, mm. the ecosystem of change that is happening. Totally. And I, I really think... I recognised um, that quite a few years the ago. The ripple like, effect that's happening is. from Christchurch. People all over the world talk about Christchurch. Yeah. It's, you know, we don't, um, we can't fly under the radar anymore. People no. are watching, the whole world is watching Christchurch rebuild. Yeah. And uh, it's almost like, you know, come on Christchurch, you can do it. But also, come on Christchurch, what are you doing so we can do the yes, same thing here? Yes, yes, yes. I set that intention, like in my tribe a long time mm. ago, what would it take for Christchurch to really be you know, the spiritual centre of New Zealand, mm. let alone, you know, wouldn't be so audacious to say the rest of the world, but, you know, to be a forerunner in terms of and spiritual sending out those ripple effects, yeah. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. And that, I just, you know, the energy that it keeps on coming back to for me, and even talking to you about it is so lovely because it really, I can really feel that energy of just deep relaxation, like mm. not having to... Go out of your centre, not having yes, right, <laughs> going into something, yeah, exactly, performance, which mm. feels like pressure, which feels like judgment, which yeah. feels like you know, because a lot of people do that, especially in terms of being visible. They're oh. like, oh, oh my god, I'm going to be seen, so therefore I'm going to be attacked. Well, yeah, and yeah. so they put up a barrier instead mm-hmm. of a boundary, and and I think um, it's exhausting, and mm-hmm. it's for me watching people who are trying you know, trying to push themselves out there and be mm-hmm. the spiritual guru. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no authenticity either. Mm. And I, <clears throat> I've been attacked for that kind of before. Like, you know, like, is your life on the outside the same as your life on the inside? You and are I, the real deal. Well, you know, like, I'm pretty, you know, I tell I have, people about I all the messes I've made. You, Rebecca. <laughs> um, so when I first got here, mm-hmm. I 
put on the radio and was driving to work and, and you came on the radio. I know why. And I didn't know your name. I didn't <laughs> yeah. even know what radio station I was listening to. It was literally yeah. the first time driving this car. And I was going to work and then it happened again. And I thought, oh my gosh, she's talking to me. <laughs> yeah. The things that you were sharing were so in alignment with what I was going through in oh, my life. So um, and it was just... You know, I, I have to make, I have to find this lady, and I was so I, I googled um, the most random things, and then I was, you were here in Christchurch. Wow! Yeah, and you're a neighbour of a friend of mine, oh, and it was wow. like, come on! Oh, that is so cool. Yeah. I love that. And again, yeah. you know, like, um, you know, thanks to Source Energy for mm. making all those connections, mm. because again, to be, you know, again, that's how it works. It, it, and I've heard that a lot, like people saying, I turned the radio dial, and it was like you were talking to me. Mm. You know, having a private conversation, mm-hmm. basically. So that, Absolutely. to me, again, is about speaking what's in your heart. Yeah. And and that's the truth of the matter. Mm-hmm. That's just what it is. Mm-hmm. And I say that a lot. And, you know, I talk about core values. And um, there's a really great exercise by Brene Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, and I encourage anybody that's listening to this to do this, not just with their family, but workplace mm-hmm. relationships. If you know what somebody's core values are, mm-hmm. and there's only two, it's a tricky one because you get all these millions, mm, there's mm. lots of core values, but you have to reduce it down to two. Mm-hmm. So mine is authenticity mm-hmm. and belonging. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I mm. let you know that, mm-hmm. then you know which filter I'm looking at the world through. Yeah. And if I know what yours are, and I can't presume to guess because mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, what you've been through. Yeah. Um, and, and it's so much easier to communicate with people or understand where they're coming from if you know their core values. Yeah, totally. I would have to say, you know, because I talk about this a lot with Mm. the Academy, right? Freedom, Mm. pleasure and abundance. Mm. The triangle. But if I had to choose myself personally, it's probably freedom and connection. Mm. Mm. You know, which That's delicious. That's (laughs) wonderful. And, And so I think in pictures... Um, and so for me, freedom and connection is skipping along a beach, but with lots of people yes. like holding hands. <laughs> and it's almost like a Coca-Cola fan. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. Coca-Cola. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. But yeah, yeah you know, because again, if you want to experience joy, you want to experience it with other people, right? It's, you can't really do it by yourself. And that's why 2020 has been so crap. Yeah. So tell us quickly, we've got about, oh, we've only got about a minute remaining Ooh. actually. So Pressure. tell us how people can get hold of you. Yeah, okay. Okay, um, so email redtentaotearoa uh, at gmail.com. Okay, cool. Um, I'm Jill Janet, G-E-N-E-T, mm-hmm. so you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. We've got Red Tent Aotearoa on Instagram as well. We don't have a cool. website yet, mm-hmm. um, but we're on Facebook. Yeah. And Is it just Red Tent Aotearoa yeah, on Facebook? Yeah, so the page was Infinite Grace Healing. That's mm-hmm. the name of my counselling mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you put Red Tent Aotearoa, and there, there probably are other red tents operating as well, so if you can't get to one in Christchurch, please find your local red tent. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just meeting once a month on a Sunday, um, yeah. and it's from 3 till 6 p.m. at the Craycroft Guiding Centre. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next one? Or? It's the 13th of December from yeah. 3 till 6 p.m. And then we're going. I've got them scheduled for every month for mm-hmm. next year. And if the need does, you know, uh, grow, which it looks like it is, we will do two a month. We'll do a full moon, which will be more sort of fun and movement mm-hmm. and dancing and singing mm-hmm. and things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then new moon is more sort of introspective, doing the work mm-hmm. uh, and going within. Wonderful. Yeah. So my last question is, if there was a billboard and you had a sentence to put on it to oh. say the, to the world, what oh. would it be? Oh, um, you're invited. You belong. Yeah. You matter. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and it's time. 
Yeah, you belong. That really resonates too, right? Mm. I think a lot of we, people uh, want to know what home is. Connect, create community is our tagline. Um, mm-hmm. And relax, sister, we've got your back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you need that in mm. order to, like you said, to move into more success. Mm. Thank you so much for oh, being here. It you. has been such a privilege and a pleasure to talk with you and just to exchange energy, which I know has been very soothing for my soul, so I'm sure it has been for all the listeners as well. Yay. So I'm sending everybody so much love and t- take good care of your folks, selves folks, until next time. We'll see you here again on the Find Your Bliss show. Bye for now.